don't see Ed right now. There he is. So he informed me that the junior youth, the lesson was on Joshua 1 and 2, so I'll give you one more chance, Ed, if you want to come up here. <laughs> but no, um, before we, let's see if I can connect to this. All right, before we get into the main scripture today, um, I'm going to start with a short little passage from God Chasers is the name of the book. Um, but just think about, God is asking, do you want me? I'll go ahead and read the passage. So it's, it reads, we think we know where God lives, we think we know what he likes, and we are, and are sure we know what he dislikes. We have studied God's Word and His old love letters to the church so much that some of us claim to know all about God. But now people like you and me around the world are beginning to hear a voice to them with persistent but piercing repetition in the stillness of the night. I'm not asking you how much you know about me. I want to ask you, do you really know me? Do you really want me? God doesn't care about your music, your midget steeples, and your flesh-impressed buildings. Your church carpet doesn't impress him. He carpets the fields. God doesn't really care about anything you can do for him. He only cares about your question to the one question. Do you want me? And as we think about that, um, the next slide that I have up here is just a simple truth fact that you cannot live in the presence of God without a heart of repentance. You cannot experience the Holy Spirit and his presence without a repentant heart and an obedient heart. You cannot partake of the Spirit of the Lord without a genuine connection to God and His will. So, I'm going to go ahead and read the Joshua 1 and 2. Feel free to follow along. Um, so, starting in Joshua 1. After the death of Moses, the Lord's servant, the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant. He said... Moses, my servant, is dead. Therefore, the time has come for you to lead these people to the Israelites across the Jordan River into the land I am giving them. I promise you what I promised Moses. Wherever you set foot, you will be on land. I have given you from the Negev wilderness in the south of Lebanon mountains to the north from the Euphrates River to the east of the Mediterranean Sea. In the west, including all the lands of the Hittites, no one will be able to stand against you as long as you live. For I will be with you as I was with Moses. I will not fail you or abandon you. Be strong and, and courageous. For you are the one who will lead these people to possess all the land I swore to their ancestors. I would give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or to the left. Then you will be successful in everything you do. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night, so you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Joshua then commanded the officers of Israel, 
Go through the camp and tell the people to get their provisions ready. In three days you will cross the Jordan River and take possession of the land of the Lord your God is giving you. Then Joshua called together the tribes of Reuben, Gad, and half the tribe of Manasseh. He told them, Remember what Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded you? The Lord your God is giving you a place of rest. He has given you this land. Your wives, children, and livestock may remain here in the land. Moses, Moses assigned to you on the east side of the Jordan River. But your strong warriors, fully armed, must lead the other tribes across the Jordan to help them conquer their ter territory. Stay with them until the Lord give them rest, as he has given you rest. And until they do, possess the land the Lord your God has given them. Only then may you return and settle here on the east of the Jordan River, in the land that Moses the servant of the Lord assigned to you. They answered Joshua, We will do whatever you command us, and we will go wherever you send us. We will obey you just as we obeyed Moses. And may the Lord your God be with you as he was with Moses. Anyone who rebels against your orders and does not obey your words, and everything you command it will be put to death. So be strong and courageous. Um, I'm going to skip a little bit just for the sake of time, but in, in Joshua 2 there, it goes into Rahab and the two men. Um, we'll start with, um, Rahab had hidden the two men, but she replied, Yes, the men were here earlier, but I didn't know where they came from. They left the town at dusk as the gates were about to close. I don't know where they went. If you hurry, you can probably catch them. Before the spies went to sleep that night, Rahab went up on the roof to talk with them. I know the Lord has given you this land, she told them. We are all afraid. Everything in the land is living in terror. For we have heard how the Lord made a dry path for you through the Red Sea where you left Egypt. Um, I think we'll jump into kind of the first passage there. So um, this morning, Chris and I were talking a little bit, and Chris brought up the question, is it okay to lie if it benefits somebody? We didn't come up with an answer. So let's look at the first, um, first portion. I kind of have it broken down into three different sections on the first part of Joshua. Uh, but the first one is Joshua was fearless. God told him not to fear, but be courageous. He promised him, I will, I will not leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and have good courage. And we know that Joshua's strength did not come from his own abilities or physical abilities. It came from his con connection to God and the Lord. To be strong in the Lord means we have to confront our fears with faith. When I was looking at fearless, I had to think um, just a small little illustration real quick, but it was actually... Um, a situation that I faced here a couple weeks ago uh, where I was talking to an individual and he was very frustrated just on how his day was going and the person that he was working with that day. And I asked him, I said, how is, I'm just going to call him Bill for the sake of the name, but I asked him, I said, how, how's Bill doing? And he said, oh, just normal Bill. You know, he's complaining about everything, not, not having a good day. Seems we can't do anything right for him. And I said, you know, you don't have to fear him. You don't have to worry about him because there's a good chance that something happened to Bill in his life. It might have been this morning. It might have been last night. But 
you know, somebody cut him off in traffic, somebody, he had a bad day or a bad moment for some reason, now he's taking that out on you, like you're the victim. So just don't fear him, don't worry about him, you just do what you can do, be responsible for what you can be, and everything's going to take care of itself. But, you know, I was just thinking, like, as we go through life, we can control what we can control, and sometimes we're the victim, but we don't have to fear that. Um, the second point is strength in the faith. Joshua had faith. So strength in the Lord is called faith. Um, Timothy 6, 12 through 13. Fight the good faith, the good fight of faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called when you made your good confession in the presence of many witnesses, in the sight of God who gives life to everything. 2 Corinthians 5 and 7. We walk by faith, not by sight. Let's look at some examples of faith. So obviously Joshua in his 30 plus battles um, reveals his faith to what God says to do in each battle so he can win the war. A centurion's faith stuns Jesus. Peter decides it is time to rock the boat and get out and walk on the water. David versus Goliath. Noah and building of the ark. Like just imagine how much faith that actually took. And today if Irvin would decide to go build a big, massive ark. Take a lot of faith. The thief on the cross with, cross with Jesus who believes in him. Um, Gideon and the 300 defeating a mighty force with God's help. And in Hebrews 11, Abram and his four known acts of faith in Hebrews 11. So the last point that we're going to look at is Courage. I threw actor John Wayne in here. Courage is being scared to death and saddling up anyway. Courage is fear that has said its prayers. As long as Joshua followed the teachings and direction of the Lord, he needed not to be in fear. God said so. Um, Max Locato says, Fear is the perceived loss of control. I will, con I will try to control it, control others, control something, and that leads to nothing but anxiety. He adds, fear-filled people are not great witness and testimonies for Christ. So when I was thinking about fear, I was like, okay, what does that look like for us today in life? Um, another, consider this. When you worry or are anxious about something, you are imagining things, and the outcome that will not be beneficial for your outcome and presence. So when I was thinking about that, I was like, um, how can we as, like, we all have so many things going on in life, and we have technology, we're busy, we have all this stuff going on. How do we, how are we not anxious and we don't worry, and how are we present in the moment in whatever that is that we're dealing with where we're not allowing fear and everything else to kind of come into that? Like, how, do, how are we intentional and focused on the moment? Um, a <clears throat> couple notes here that I just took for myself is live in the moment, be present. We are not promised tomorrow. How will you be better at being present in the moment wherever I am? And the last one I had was pay attention to the moment without judging it. So I'm a visual person. Chris helped me out this morning a little bit. 
But as, we were, as I was going through this, I was, I was like, we need to put something visual in place here. Um, so when we think about being worried or anxious, um, I have two boxes here. And the first box is, says worries. So my challenge to you is, as you're going through life, whatever those worries are that you have, those fears, fear of failure, fear of financial failure, um, rejection, change, loss of job, economy, whatever's going on, getting hurt, being judged, loss of freedom in our country, or whatever that is, what are you doing with those fears? Are you stuffing them inside yourself? Are you trying to control them? Are you taking them out on other people? And I challenge you to just, if it helps you, take two boxes. Write those fears on a paper. Drop them in here. But then don't leave it in the fear box. Drop them in the God box. And submerse yourself into the Word of God. Have a relationship with Him. Don't just try to control it by yourself. Most people are afraid of the unknown. <clears throat> Most people we have never seen or experienced. Those things we have never seen or experienced can seem overwhelming. Pleasing God is, is essential to be strong and have courage. You have to be intentional about it. You have to make the decision to do so. It does not just happen by a random choice, by a random chance. It is a choice. Be intentional. Ask the Lord, what does he want you for, to do for him? Again, you can only please God if you have a personal relationship with him, which means you hear his voice and do what he says. Um, <coughs> excuse me. I just had to think, like, um, as I was going through this, I hope all of us have a personal um, we can go back to that moment where we really, where we know where we connected with Jesus, like whatever that experience might have been. I know for me, like, when life happens and when things are going crazy, I have that moment that I can go back to that I know that that day I experienced the true living God and, like, I can go back to that promise and hang on to that. So, like, be intentional about that and when, when you face challenging times, like, go back to that moment. Write it down. Keep it in front of you at all times. How do we gain strength through life situations? The way is by pressing into a personal relationship with God. It requires commitment, focus, determination, perseverance, and absolute obedience. Grow in our relationship. We discover that many of our ideas and beliefs were wrong, and we have to let them go. We can learn that believing a God... Believing God is very real, right now very active. Pleasing God is done by doing what the Bible says, following the divine mandates of life as spelled out for us in the Bible. Joshua was warned over and over again to follow the teaching of the Word of God. Um, just for the sake of time, I'm going to jump into just some closing thoughts. So... One, seek a deep relationship with God through regular prayer and study of the Bible. Trust in God's sovereignty and believe that He is always with you. 
providing the strength you need for every situation. Surround yourself with fellow believers who can encourage and support you on your Christian journey. Overcome fear and doubt by remembering the examples of courage in the Bible. Seek opportunities to serve others and make a positive impact in your community. Continually strive for personal growth and maturity in your faith. And always remember that your strength and courage ultimately come from the Lord. So a couple takeaways. Just For me, I always have to kind of boil it down into a couple things. Um, we talked about the worry box and the God box. Do what I can do. I can only control what I can control. Intentionally having that relationship with God and putting those worries into that box. That's what I can do. The rest of it, give God what I can't do. And then trust God no matter what happens. Lean on Him. With that, um, I'll close in prayer and then I'll turn it over to Chris.